Hey, Bill, I went on this really cool listing appointment today. It was a quadplex, so it was four units, um, a really big old building in Northern Liberties. Um, really cool. I mean, it was like, had a lot of the old original details that we love so much. Um, you know, big brownstone uh, exterior, just gorgeous building. It wasn't like completely modern, like it wasn't completely, you know, new, new, new everything, but it was like, it was the kind of building that I like, you know, with all the old stuff and the original details, but all the mechanicals and all everything like that was just, you know, up to date and, and great. Um, it was occupied though. So all four units were occupied and the mark, the market rent was below market value right now. So I'm having a little trouble. I think this is going to sell no problem at all. Um, just because of the location and because it's really hard to find multifamily properties. Um, but the thing about it is that it is, while it's occupied, which is good for some buyers, they can kind of walk in and just, it's pretty much turnkey. They're going to start making some money. Um, the price where he wants to list it is a little high considering the rents are under market. Have you ever dealt with anything like this before? Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of them last year and, um, you know, I think that those are some of the hardest properties to price and because there's so many different types of investor out there too. Yeah. And the way they look at these investments is all different. Mm -hmm. And it's like a, it's like a game of trying to be able to get them to see that, you know, you're investing in a building and there's future value there as well because we, <laughs> typical like, uh, I'm just going to say it, South Philly, okay, so when you, get, when you get into South Philly, okay, let me tell you what happens with, when you're dealing with multi-units in South Philly, so. First of all, they're not zoned properly, usually. Well, there's, there's so <laughs> many, there. there's so many variables, uh, yeah, it's not zoned properly. They were never, they're never really have all the utilities separated and it's, it gets complicated. There's so many of those too, but let's just talk about an actual legal, legally zoned duplex, triplex, whatever. So you have the seller on one hand who's thinking this building is worth this. And of course they're always looking at a max number, mm -hmm. but that seller also has had the building now for 15 years, 20 years. And he doesn't want to have a high rent or he doesn't want to raise the rent on these people because his tenants have been there for, you know, five, ten years. So it's he's making a lot of money yeah. because he bought it 15, 20 years ago. And they're great right. tenants. That's it. So all that makes sense. I understand that logic absolutely. But the complicated conversation... For the sell, for to have with the seller at that point is like, okay, I understand what you're doing, but now why would a a buyer investor pay top dollar for a building with tenants that've been there a long time and that are paying under? Mm -hmm. Because you're giving them work, right? When you sell something at top dollar, whether it's an investment or a home, it's got to be everything's got to be perfect. Yep. So if you're buying like a, a house and you're paying top dollar, everything's got to be done. It's got to be move in. Otherwise, you are not going to get top dollar. Yeah. So for an investment, it's got to be 
rented and you got to be getting the max rent for the area yep. or close to it. If you're not, you got to reduce your price because you're giving the buyer investor work. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I totally agree. I totally agree. It's Yeah, it's one of those really hard conversations because the seller, as you said, bought you know, 15, 20 years ago for a lot less, has been sitting on it, thinks he's got this gold mine because, um, you know, he's got these great tenants and they pay rent on time and they're super easy, low maintenance, but they're, they're paying under market value. And he's looking at all the prices now in the neighborhood and thinking like, you know, oh, I can charge, you know, top dollar to sell this. And you really can't with those tenants in place. Now, from a buyer's perspective, one one good thing with having a fully occupied um, rental property <clears throat> when you're buying it is that you can use that rental income towards your purchase. So a lot of times people can actually afford a little more because they the lender can factor in that rental income as part of their part of their purchase. So that's like the income to debt ratio. Yep, d- exactly, debt can, to income ratio. So that's a helpful thing. But if the, if it's really priced below market, they're kind of stuck. It's really a tough it's a tough one. It is tough. And you know, and and not this isn't just, you know, a seller issue because then I have on the buyer side too. It's like um I had taken a call. I had one of these listed last year and I had taken a call from a a buyer agent and they went and looked at the unit and it was a duplex. And um they liked it, but they didn't like the rents. And I said, well, this, is, this exact scenario happened to me. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but he had the building a long time. He likes his tenants. Tenant, the upstairs guy's been there nine years. And downstairs just got fully renovated. Tenant's only been there a year, so that's getting max value. But we can get the upstairs to, to, that, to that number. But the buyer didn't want to deal with that. So I asked the agent, I said, so, okay, well... How much does this buyer want to be making per month off of this house right off the bat? Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh, he wants to make 500 a month. Now, this house was only like 300 grand. They wanted to make like $500 a month in, in profit mm. right off the bat, and, um, and, and then, which is a lot right off the bat in that price range. And, you know, so the seller's point of view is no. When I bought them, I was just breaking even because I was investing in future gains. So I, why would I sell them? Right. You know what I mean? If you're going to, it doesn't make sense. So like both sides have to, <laughs> you have to come to like, you know, reality when, when yeah. you're dealing with that. And it's, it could be, uh, it could be hard. And then there's um, potential um, owner occupied. There's yeah. so many ways to look at a multi-unit, especially if it's a quadplex you know, and then you could talk about an owner-occupied unit, and then like maybe their paint down payment every month would be the same if they bought a, a four hundred thousand dollar building by themselves, or now you could buy an eight hundred thousand dollar quadplex, have the same payment. You have a smaller space, but you have an investment property. There's a lot of different variables. I mean, I've had, and and also just in case listeners don't know, also with um. Typically, when you're buying a home, an investment property that is tenant occupied, you have to honor as the buyer, you have to honor the lease that's that's, you know, been made with the previous owner. So, you know, if there's a year lease, then you kind of have to honor that. Um, You know, there are ways you can maybe try to negotiate with the tenants a bit and 
give them some money so they can move out early or something like that. I've seen that happen. But, um, you know, the way most leases are structured is that, you know, you sign a year lease and then it goes month to month after that. So even still, there's a period of time that you have to give the tenants notice to move out. I've been in situations where I've had buyers purchase, um, you know, multi-unit property contingent on it being delivered vacant, you know, that the seller has to figure out a way to get the tenants out. And that is a whole other kind of uh, tricky scenario. But um, and that's really for that reason, so that they can up the rents and, and, you know, make what they're trying to make on the property when they buy it. Like we always talk about with every single listing or buyer consultation, it's about setting expectations in the beginning and trying to tell your buyer and your seller, try to explain to them what the other side's going to be thinking. So every time we go look Mm -hmm. at something, if you have a buyer that's looking for investment property, just like you said, you're going to be looking for it, obviously, is it occupied? We see we see a bunch that are unoccupied and that have projected rents. So there's that, those. Then there's fully occupied buildings. In those cases, you want to see the leases and how much, you know, obviously you're trying to total up how much the building's making each yeah, month. Yeah, if they have a P&L, that would be really helpful to review. And, and then location's huge mm-hmm. too. So like if you're, if you're buying something in Rittenhouse and you're in a great location, you're not going to probably be cash flowing much at all in the yeah. beginning because you're buying it for future gains right. rather than if you're buying in a not so great area, you better be cash flowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we talked about, we actually did t- talk about this a little bit before and it's like, what type of investor are you? Like, are you looking for, are you cash? You're looking for uh, cash flow or are you looking for future equity right. growth in the building? So there's, there's that as well. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's hard. You know, it's, it's definitely, these are conversations you got to have with your clients before they hit the market. So what do you, what are you thinking your guys going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, honestly, I just saw it today. Um, I brought it up because I think you would really enjoy seeing this property. I think it would be cool. I'll try to get you in maybe next week um, before I list it. But I'm going to have to do some research here and, and really kind of figure out a number for him. I think his his number is probably a little high, um, just based on the rents and and who's in there. But um, but you know, I'm going to have to do a little a little bit of digging. But I would love to get your opinion on it. Maybe I can take you by there next week. I would love to see it. You have any updates on your uh, private exclusive? The other? No, I actually have you had any tours? As we're talking, got a text from someone who showed it today, and it sounds like. They want to kind of crunch numbers and get back to me. I've only had a few showings. It's only been, it's only been like a week and a half on the market, and it's still private exclusive, so it's not on the open market yet. Um, and we've had, I think, three showings so far, but the one from today, they seem to, you know, everybody thinks the building is super cool. Everybody, all the feedback is like, oh, it's so neat, it's so neat. But man, it's a project. It's a, we just have to see if the, even if the numbers make sense. So that's where we are with it. It even has like a little speakeasy in the basement. It's so cool. It's going to be great for somebody. I can't wait to see what someone does with it. I hope they invite me in after they're finished. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a project, though. It's for sure it's a project. How would you do that property? You know, I don't know. The, the, my challenge with this particular one is that the stairs are in the middle. And it's kind of like an expanded trinity. 
So I don't know if there's a way to really change the stair orientation to make straight stairs. I mean, I'm sure there is, and to do that would get really expensive. It's kind of neat that you walk in, like you're, the way you would typically walk in would be like from the side street. So, and I actually like that when you walk in, it feels wide instead of like a long bowling alley, you know, that you're looking down. So it kind of has a width to it, but the stairs are right in front of you and they are Trinity stairs. So it's a big place, but it has Trinity type stairs, which I think is, um, would probably, if I were living in the house, that would be something I would want to change just because I'm really clumsy and those stairs are difficult for me <laughs> i since you were away last week i've had uh no no take no no one's taken up my invitation to tour them of that building and to uh, see it yeah no one no one took me up on that i, I think it's because they didn't want to buy me a beer probably because that was part <laughs> of the stipulation i said you have to buy me a beer that's right as payment and uh we'll go we'll go on a ghost tour but uh, I didn't have to do it. So we'll see if well, this week. I'll throw it out there again. <laughs> I shouldn't Yeah, do that. throw it out there I again. And maybe it doesn't even have to week. be beer. Maybe it could just be coffee. It'll you be a little me. cheaper. You know me. I do coffee. I would love to coffee. Coffee's better for me. I know you're a coffee person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, let's set up a time to go buy that property. I'd love to check it out. Maybe take some pictures and uh, if the owner would let us and like throw it out there just to let people know what we're talking about. But um. Yeah, I mean, checking out uh, multi-units is, uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it for buyer and uh, for seller. You, you have to ask yourself, what you really have to ask yourself is the toughest question is, if you were the investor, would you pay this number for this property with this rental income? If the answer is yeah. no, <laughs> why would someone else? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, all right. This has been fun, Kristen, but we got to get out of here. We got to get back to work and uh, I will see you at happy hour. All right. See you at happy hour.